Georgia Virtue presents the Let Me Tell You Why You're Wrong podcast. Thank you for downloading episode 306. This week, we have lots of Fanny, the chief shooting, no labels, a tucked up situation, Meta is at it again, volunteer to drink your beer warm, and America last. I'm Dave Roberts. Playing Hurt from south of Atlanta is my partner's <laughs> endeavor, Ken Pullen. The flu A has got me this week. So, Dave, I promise I will try to mute the mic if I cough, but on the other hand, you'll hear me cough. Got it. Hit me. I think I went to a Super Bowl party. I'm still trying to figure out who the super flu spreader was at the event, but it came down the night after that. Who are you kissing on? <laughs> Nobody. And, we and, Val- Christmas- and Valentine's Day was obviously a dud with me having a flu. My wife sent me straight upstairs to my son's room to sleep for the rest of the week. Well, mine was, was uh, I wouldn't say uneventful, but Connie had a back procedure that day. So she spent the day in bed, not in a good way. Oh, yeah. I see. <laughs> so our, our Valentine's dinner was Chick-fil-A. Yeah, I got Zaxby's. My wife, uh, <laughs> so I put, my son sleeps in a garage apartment. He's away at college, but uh, she got Zaxby's, put it on the, the uh, stairs and shut the door and started spraying Lysol everywhere. So that was my Valentine's. <laughs> All right, so... No, I, 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 so I, I took my wife to the doctor. Uh, this is a few years ago, and she, ha- she had the flu. And the doctor was from Tennessee, and she, she was great. She helped me when I had my pleural effusion and all that stuff. And she goes, y'all want to stay away from each other as much as you can. <laughs> and Connie goes, he won't even kiss me. She goes, Oh, God, it's terrible. <laughs> Eric, we might need to cut that. <laughs> it's probably a good idea. <laughs> Jeez. Eric's our editor on the show, so yeah, sometimes we stay stuff. We shouldn't. <laughs> so, as the show drops, it is President's Day. Yes, third Monday in February, right? Yeah, I mean, what's crazy is the only reason most kids around here get the day off is, is, is it's winter break. And I think that's kind of a punt on the school's part. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Because you know the banks and the, the the Federal Reserve are closed. Yes, they are. But but a lot of cities are open. Yeah, I would think a lot of them are. Yeah, I had to look it's back. Just, so this holiday was passed in law in eighteen seventy nine, and then it was uh, extended to cover all federal employees in eighteen eighty five. So I've been around quite a while. <clears throat> yeah, one of the older celebrations. Yes, it is. Yep. You know, uh, Thanksgiving was originally brought into law to give thanks to the, for the constitution. Right. As, as much as we like to t- credit to, to the pilgrims and, and all that stuff is federally, the, the reason for it was it was kind of merged as, as the two, it was supposed to be in spring, but it moved it, moved into November and it's, it was to give thanks for the constitution. Yep. Now tell me that doesn't sound like an authoritarian, authoritarian government. <laughs> On this day, you will give you'll give thanks for what we give you. <laughs> you know, I'm surprised we haven't. It's, I'm surprised we haven't got a national holiday on voting day yet. Didn't I haven't missed that? Have I? I mean, I don't think the election day in 2024 is a national holiday. But I know there's very, been, I know there's been very a lot of problematic talk to that. do that. Well, I know there's been a lot of talk though of having a holiday on, uh, you know, on election day, so everybody's off work and can go vote. 
even though we've got yeah. like a month of early voting now. Yeah, but everybody can't be off because you have to have government employees that are working the elections. Yeah, I know. I mean, just that's details. It sounds, I mean, I think it sounds good for politicians to say stuff like that, right? It does. But the but the practical application of that, I would like to see the NFL move the Super Bowl to Saturday. Oh, I would too. And, and college football moved the national championship game from a Monday night to anything other than Monday night. Yeah, Saturday. Yeah, Saturday would be perfect. But Especially when you talk about West, uh, West Coast, yeah, West Coast stuff, where the game for us doesn't doesn't kick off until nine, and and then you've got an extended halftime. So, right. if you're if you're going to watch the whole game, especially with overtimes, this 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 last one. What'd you think about Usher, by the way? I thought it was fine. I did uh, too. I thought I thought some of the costumes were a bit odd, but I did too. It. it Look, everybody takes a back seat to Prince. Yes, Prince is incredible, or was incredible. Yeah, he, I mean, he put on a, a hell of a halftime show. Yeah, I thought Usher was fine. I mean, I'm not a, I don't watch Usher that much, but yeah, I, I don't, I, I, mean, I don't I, sit and down download his songs. But but if 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 a Usher song comes comes on where I am, I'm not like, oh, turn that off. It's I mean, it's fine. He's very 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 talented. It's not my style of music. I didn't know he lived in Atlanta. I must be the last person in. Georgia to not know that Usher resides here. I had no clue. Oh, about a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so Fanny tells all, "Good night." Yeah, this is last still week. going too, right? Yeah, it's like last Thursday, she blew up the internet. <laughs> she couldn't even put her dress on, right? For one thing, I don't know if you saw the pictures, but it looked like she had her dress on backwards. Uh, which is very embarrassing, but good gracious, what a this uh, woman! Yeah, this woman has has no female and no gay male friends. First, first of all, she put it on backwards because she has nobody to help her zip it up for. Does she have any friends? Not anybody who let her who let her get on TV in that dress. Like wow. somebody should have gone, sweetie. No, no. First of all, what is that? Was that fuchsia, hot pink, whatever? Is that? Yeah, no. I don't know what it was. Uh, I, as was pointed out to me, obviously she had no witness prep. I mean, I'm she, sure she turned it all down though. I mean, you saw her on the, you saw her testifying. I mean, she wasn't, she was trying to direct the whole proceedings. I mean, it was, she was going back and forth with Ashley Merchant, who was the, who was the defense attorney, I guess, arguing, you know, you know, questioning her on cross-examine. It was, uh, pointing her finger and talking uh, you you see just her mannerisms with the judge. I didn't realize you could go back and forth with a judge like she did. Uh, you, I, you can't, <laughs> or you shouldn't. You she should. should have been held in contempt at, at that point. I think she could have been. Yeah, she easily could have been. I've just I've never seen anybody testify like this. <clears throat> and this was after Nathan Way testified. She said she was. She said she watched that on the TV, and she was running over to the courtroom after pacing in her office. Uh, while the testimony was going on before her. So this is something that it sounded like she wanted to do and wanted to try to clear her name. First of all, Wade, Wade looked awful. Yeah, he was sweating and yeah, he didn't look good. Sweating, rubbing his eyes, not making eye contact. Not remembering things. (laughs) Yeah. Have you ever, have you guys ever gone to the Georgia mountains? You mean ever? Ever? Really? Ever? What do you mean by ever? (laughs) Ever? It reminds me of Bill Clinton. 
Can you give what's the definition of is is? Yes. Did you have have you ever been to the Georgia mountains with her? Yeah, and he took him like twenty seconds uh, to answer that. Like Dave, I don't know yeah. about you, but I've known every place. I mean, like the first place I took my wife. Hey, uh, I, I mean, you remember important details like that. You don't forget them. You don't forget where you take people. Um, and it's, then, especially you know, you and I, our memories go back to the last time I was dating was over twenty years ago. Yep. And I still remember uh, uh, trips that, that that I took back then. Uh, for him to say within the last, how long have they been dating? Four years, five years. Have you? Did you ever go to the Georgia Mountains? I mean, yes. <laughs> I mean, you already admitted to being in Aruba together. I mean, what? Yeah, but that, that's what this whole thing kind of resides on is when did they start dating? It sounds like because. You know, that the lady in her office testified they started dating back in 2019. They've denied that, so they didn't start a relationship until 2020 or 2021, which is, I think, after they were hired, after Fannie Willis hired him in her office. So there's a lot about when their relationship started and when stuff really got hot and heavy, and even when it well, ended. It, well, and I'll tell you, the, 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 the woman that used to work in an office – was supposedly her best friend. They, right. they were. They went <laughs> to college together. If that's possible. And and this this is very indicative of 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 the way Fanny operates her personal life. Is once this woman left left the prosecutor's office, she hasn't talked to her since. She she just yeah wrote now, her now off. Now maybe maybe if she didn't treat her her quote unquote friends like crap and the people that work for her like crap, they wouldn't be so ready to testify against her. Right. Like. Yeah, if you if you ask me where my best friend was last Thursday, I'd be like, "Oh man, last Thursday, last Thursday, last Thursday, last Thursday." I couldn't tell you. And then I mean, that, yeah. that's, that's sort of the bro code too. Like, yeah, have, totally. Have, have you have have you seen Ken? Ah, oh man, he said you guys played golf on Wednesday. That's right, we played golf. Yeah, yeah. He he beat me by eight strokes. Yep, yep, yep. And then this and then this deal with the cash payments where. So Wade paid for all the trips, put all the trips on his credit card, bought her tickets, his bought her cruises. Credit card. <clears throat> on his business credit card. And then she said he would just tell her how much she owed him. So, And she said, you know, if it was a G, I would just give him back $1,000. And it was all in cash because she said, when you met my father, he's going to tell you he's a woman you should always have. And this is a quote, which I don't have, so don't tell him. You should have always at least six months in cash at all times. So she's claiming she took money, and she claims she took money out of her campaign account after she ran for office, kept that money in cash, and then used the cash money to pay way back for all these trips. I, that, that The way I understood what she said was that when she took money out of her account and put it into her campaign account, she withheld a little cash and stuck it in her safe or whatever. <laughs> uh, and I think there's there's a there's a big difference, but but we can we can really. It's not hard to find that out. You, you get a warrant and you go and you pull the records for, from those dates and you look at the withdrawal. Yes, you First can trace all, every bit of this, right? Wait, wait, who, wait, who the <clears throat> hell does that? Wait, 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 who who withdraws cash and then puts cash into a campaign account? You don't do that. You no, write a check. You, you definitely don't do that. No, you would never do that. That's what Ashley Merchant, the, the, the counselor, asked her. She said, okay, you said you were paying cash for these t- or paying him back in cash. Do you have any record of this? And she goes, my testimony is my record. You know, that's the facts of the case. Why, why do you need anything else? Besides, 
It's like, well, hell, I didn't know that. So you don't have to, I mean, as long as she says it's true in court, then it's true, I guess, right? Uh, yes, sir. Well, we've got the suspect uh, and, and cuffs, but he says he didn't do it. Well, hell, uncuff him. Have him tell him, tell him uh, we're sorry and have a nice day. Yep, exactly. Uh, look, Pete, when, when you're talking about transactions where you take a little cash, I know lots of people who will get an extra 20 out at the grocery store and stash that away. And I don't mean like to, to run <laughs> away, but to, just to you know have, have a little cash on yeah, you. Yeah, it's good to have a little cash at home. And it's not, and I also know people who have, who have done it the other way is they'll do that for years, and so that they can they have a little they have a little nest egg to get away. Uh, do you know a lot of people that have six months of cash in their house at all time? Hmm, I know a few, but um, I, yeah. I also know a lot of people who are in cash businesses. Yes, right. I don't think Fannie Willis is in a cash business in a DA's office. In Evidently, County. she is. <laughs> uh, I, I would have uh, loved it. They say, "Where'd that cash come from?" She goes, "Bribes." <laughs> and then I don't know. I mean, did you hear it? It's like she said, she started talking about what she likes to drink. She said, quote, I don't like wine, to be honest with you. I like Grey Goose. I mean, she just, it was the so weirdest th- th- that testimony. Was, that was a testimony about going to Napa together. Yeah, it's right. Like he right. wanted to go to Napa. He's a wine guy. I like Grey Goose. And then she was talking about the wine pairings with caviar. I know. She's trying, she's trying to sound relatable. She, she tried to tell started, a story every time there was a question asked, too. It's like, did you go to Did you go to Napa Valley with, you know, Wade? And that's a yes no question. And she would say yes, and then she start telling a story, and the the lawyer would be like, "Okay, judge, I need her to answer the question so we can move on." And then she's like, "No, I want to tell you my side of the story." And it's like this whole argumentative back and forth with a witness. <laughs> it was so funny though to watch this, and that's the one thing no, you, you could- tell witnesses all the time, right? You don't need to answer the question. Move on. All that, all that other stuff can do is get you in trouble at the end of the day. Well, this is a hearing, not a trial. Yeah, I know, so but I mean, she and, and contradicts herself. Yeah, yeah, but I think that's why she gets more latitude. Is this was a hearing and not a trial? And a trial, it would have been the the. Uh, she got a lot uh, of latitude. She's being argumentative. Yeah, she got a. She got a lot of she latitude. Also, she also got a lot of latitude. I think being a constitutional officer. Yes. Right. Um, but I. I I thought everything that she's trying to do to, to sound relatable. Uh, and one of the quotes that she had was talking about just paying her bills. Is, the only man's ever paid my bills is my daddy. I'm like, <laughs> All right. God. And then Friday, her dad hits the stand and they asked him about the cash. And he, and he said something, I'm not going to put quotes around it, but something to the effect of your honor, not to sound racist, but it's a black thing. We, we, uh, we, uh, we we hoard. I don't think he said hoard, but we hide. We hide cash. Cash. Um, yeah, that's not good to say. It's not. He he was all over the place. Uh, he was as shifty as she is. You could tell. You could tell where she gets it. They asked him about. Uh, Do you still own a home in D.C.? He says no. Said, what about gives the address? Well, I used to live there. Do you still own it? Yes. <laughs> right. said, did you did you own it uh uh in 2017 yes that's when i moved did you own it 2019 i don't know what you mean what <laughs> yes yeah and he has a legal background also yeah i don't know how that happens and they, they asked him something about do you st- uh, do you live in la now no you don't 
I'm mostly in Oakland. <laughs> well, Oakland's up in, here in San Francisco. In, yeah, it's a little different. Well, I understand. And, and, and to a Californian, that, that's, to a Californian it, that's like saying, do you, do you live in McDonough or in Blue Ridge? Oh, 100%. I understand. Right, right. But if you're from California, do you, li- uh, do you live in Atlanta? No. Where do you live? Uh, hateful. <laughs> that was a good one, too, when they asked Wade. No, uh, no. Have you, did, did you ever go to her condo in Atlanta? No, never, no. How about College Park at Hapeville? Well, that's different. <laughs> yeah, they also like, focused on was her security staff uh, bringing him back and forth to the office. Did he ride in her car in detail and all that kind of stuff? It was, and all the, and again, I think that's that's all getting in the weeds. But I also think that that starts establishing uh, a modus operandi for their affair is that she was having him picked up and delivered. And yeah, uh, right. did you ever uh, did you ever go to go to her home? Yes, but only for files. Who? What? What lawyer goes over in the evening to another lawyer's house to get files? Yep. Yeah, I mean, she it's, sa- but she sounds like I was, I did, re- I mean, part of it is I did hear her testifying yesterday and she said, you know, I never got to lunch. I work here from 7 a.m. in the morning until late hours at night. I never got to lunch. Part of her testimony was sad to me that she's living this life as the Fulton County DA. She has no friends, no allies. I imagine everybody in the office hates her and she found comfort in this guy and I understand why she's mad now because everybody's picking their relationship apart. And it's truly, I mean, to me, it's almost sad that she's living this life that seems so void of any kind of emotion or feeling or that you can see how she could fall for this guy and really not. I mean, you know what I'm saying? It's I'm not trying to defend her in any way here, but. No, but, but again, is give, give him whatever you think is going to keep him around and keep him part of your yeah, life. Yeah, it just sounds like a sad existence uh, on her part. It really does. It sounds like she's a just a broken lady. It sounds like she's got three homes all in the metro Atlanta area. Yep. She's scared of living. I mean, one of them she said she had to move out of from security reasons. Not, I don't know. It just it sounds like a not a, a, a fun existence, but... You know what she can do to make it a better existence is not be the DA in Atlanta and go into private practice. Uh, and she can make a lot more money too, probably. So it just. She, she could also try not being an insufferable bee. Yeah. It's, she just does not seem like a happy person. I can't imagine no. working in that office. I really can't. I, again, I, I've talked to people who, who've, who've worked in that office and it is not a happy work environment. Yep. Uh, she demands to be called madam. Uh, everything goes to her mood swings is, you know, it's, it's basically you stay out of Fanny's way today. Yep. And that's not how professionals behave, especially when, when you're dealing with other professionals. I mean, you're, you're a lawyer dealing with other lawyers, right? You should, you should have at least a, a, a bit of respect for other learned members of the bar. Yep. Is not not going and slamming doors. Not and apparently she, her mission. She changes the mission daily. Uh, it will give you an expectation and then change it uh, based on what political pressure she's feeling. Yeah. Instead of you know when when we had that death and and the Fulton County Jail, instead of bringing all our DAs together, say, look, I know we've got a caseload. We need to prioritize. We need to get we need to get the people who are in jail now and uh, ahead of those that are waiting on bail. The reason is we need we need to clear out clear out the, the Fulton County Jail yep. or something something like that. Uh, and I don't know the legality of that, but but whatever. As you say, 
we, we, we as a team instead of you people need to get your butts in gear, which is kind of the way she she does. Right. But we could, we could do an hour on Fanny. I know. Got to move on. Uh, talk about another sad situation. We have the shooting at the Chiefs parade. Wow. I didn't realize this was so... I thought it was... Uh, I didn't think it was that bad of a shooting at first. So we've got 23 victims, 11 children. This happened on the tail end of the Chiefs' uh, Super Bowl parade. And it sounds like at this point, I think only one person has been killed, which was a radio DJ. The, the latest details, this is this is like a gang shooting. It sounded like there were juveniles at the end of it, gangs involved, and they just started shooting people. Uh, and apparently a member of the crowd made a great open field tackle. Amazing. And, sa- and sa- saved a bunch of lives. 100%. Some, uh, this guy saw the shooting breaking out. And just goes darting after this guy. And it actually been, there were two men, but they brought down the other person to the ground, laid on top of them uh, while one of them signaled for help. That's amazing. You know, that's somebody running right into the, the danger, chasing a guy down and tackling him to prevent further loss of life. And, that, and that's what we all say we would do. Yeah, it's a lot harder when people are shooting, right, to, to do that. That guy's a, yeah. I mean, that guy's a total hero. I don't. I haven't seen his name. I don't know if he, you know, he may just have slinked off I've, into. I've, I've said, I can't remember what his name is, but I've, I've seen a couple of interviews with him and his wife. I uh, get what and a he, hero though. And he, talk, he talks about uh, <laughs> being a football fan. He goes, I saw the angle I had on him, took it and, and, and tackled him. Yeah, that's amazing. Like, it really is I mean, he's, he, he, he's talking about saving people's lives like, like, a, like, a, like he saved a touchdown. You know, it, uh, I, I, I would, I would, the, the the next chief's thing they need to have his butt up there uh sign him for a day uh, uh, just just like you know whatever put somebody on this practice squad for one day sign him to a contract for one day that do whatever like a great you, idea yeah they should do that i mean put put him in the box ne- next to next to uh, uh yeah he should uh, have season Swift. tickets next year and good seats, not not the seats they give military, which are way up on the nosebleed on the back. But yeah, that that dude should be out front yep. wearing Chiefs gear and say this is this is what Kansas City's all about. Um, yeah, he he should be celebrated. But the fact is, we're in a twenty four hour news cycle. We're we're in an election year. By the time NFL season rolls around, this won't even be a blip. Yep. And I was going to tell you, you mentioned the twenty four hour news cycle. It didn't take Democrats for about fifteen minutes to pounce on this story and start talking about gun control again and how we've got to ban, you know, what is it? Weapons of war, whatever that is, and ban semi-automatic rifles and high-capacity magazines. Clock. Yeah, so they jumped all they jumped all over the story. I mean, it, it went out two hours before. I think the vice president was tweeting about this story and how we had to ban guns. It was, it was a fully automatic uh, AK-15 with a with a rocket launcher, yep. And then you, and then you find out that most shootings happen with 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 pistols. Yeah, and there's did. no way that that two underage kids came came across any firearm legally. Right. And Travis but, Kelsey got. I don't know if you saw this, but he got. He was partying two hours after. He took a lot of flack for that. Uh, it sounded like he didn't. I mean, he's. I, I can't. I, I'm not a Travis Kelsey fan, but he didn't. Uh, he didn't take any time to mourn any of these victims. He just. Can't party with Taylor Swift. It's not even. It's not even if you're not you're not going to mourn the victims. Oh, is is bad maybe taste. 
yeah. may, maybe you take an evening in. Yes, exactly. Let it let it breathe for twenty four hours. Exactly. Um, am I a fan of him personally? Eh, not really. I, I, I've said before, I'm tired of seeing his face on every friggin' commercial. <laughs> yes, me too. Uh, I'm tired of seeing her face every time he makes a catch, and he had 95 catches in the Super Bowl, which means they went to her 95 times. <laughs> hey, Taylor Swift uh, did donate $100,000 to the victim's GoFundMe account in this case. I mean, and, that's, and like, she, that's like us donating a, a, a dollar of our... But good for her for doing that. I, you know, I think Taylor Swift, uh, you know, I think that's great that she did donate that money. I, I, I think... Just like she she did with her with her with her staff and and everything else is I, I I think that she she's she's very talented. Uh, I I I don't think she's aloof, and I think the only reason she has to be aloof is is she's got millions of people that would swamp her if she just walked down the street with her oh, with her totally. dog or something yeah, like that. Totally. Uh, but I, I don't, I don't know anything about her other than I've heard a couple of her songs and and but I've seen her charitable stuff and yep. and all that. But you know, I I uh, I think it was in very poor taste. I mean, I get it. Uh, is 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 there's nothing you can do. Move on with your life. But it'd be it'd be one thing if they went and had a quiet dinner or something like that. I know. But but to 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 go out and and like pull a Gronkowski out with a bottle of Grey Goose, chugging it in, in, in the middle of the dance floor, or something like that. Just just not a great look. It's not a good look. Nope. So we're we looking at a I'll talk about a nightmare ticket, Joe Manchin, <laughs> Mitt Romney ticket. Look, I like Senator Manchin from West Virginia. I can't stand Mitt Romney. I'm not sure why. I'm not sure why Joe Manchin would want to pick Mitt Romney as his running mate. But Joe Manchin continues talk because he's not running for office again around launching a third party presidential bid. I don't. I don't know how if he launched it, he could get on a ballot at this point in any of these states. It's not. I'm sure people are telling him this, but it is it's like Robert Kennedy the third right now is he's trying to get on a libertarian he's going to the libertarian Yeah, Junior, I'm sorry. He's trying to go to the Libertarian Party convention to get ballot access in all fifty states as a libertarian candidate. And Robert Kennedy's uh, no libertarian. And I think the libertarians would be crazy for letting him on their, you know, be their presidential candidate. They're looking at it from regards of if he pulled 10%, that would give us ballot access for the next election cycle. So that's how libertarians are looking at it. But I don't know how Joe Manchin and Mitt Romney would get on a lot of ballots across the 50 states. But I do think that would be a very compelling ticket for people that I don't I, like I, Trump I, or Biden. Don't you? I don't think that's the angle they're playing here. What is the angle then? I mean, I, I think he's, he's uh, thinking about a brokered convention on the uh, with the DNC and trying to get on a DNC ticket at the last minute. There's a is, lot of talk is, around that also. Is if if uh, if Joe Sleepy Joe is is put out to pasture? Yep. Can he have step a brokered in. convention? Because because he's going to win all the primaries. But if, but if they decide that that he's not competent to run, and they'll wait to the last minute, and they'll and they can have a brokered convention. And Manchin already has his his, his name in the hat. He already says, "Hey, listen, I'm going to bring a." "Quote unquote Republican" and as as my running mate, and this is an unbeatable ticket, and, and will defeat Trump. Look, I've heard a lot of talk about. So the Republican National Convention delegates at the state level for Republicans are bound to whoever the candidate is. So, like if Trump wins Georgia, those delegates for Georgia have to vote for Trump at the convention. 
Democrat delegates are not bound to their whoever wins the primary. So even if Joe Biden wins all the states, his delegates are not bound to him. And that's what you're talking about, having a convention where the delegates get together because Biden's done some more crazy stuff by middle of this year and they get together and nominate somebody else to be their candidate. And that, look, that's a Joe Manchin running as a Democrat. Uh, he would pull a lot of votes. I don't think you would go with a Mitt Romney at that point, but uh, it would be a formidable ticket. It would be because it would, it would pull the Liz Cheney wing of the Republican Party. Yeah. The, the never trumps. And I, th- I think there are three major wings of the Republican Party right now. There are the Trumpers. Which is 30 people, to 35% probably. There are people like you and me that are not necessarily Trumpers, but also... We'll, we'll vote for Trump if he's the candidate. Or yeah, he's my, the candidate. My, we'll definitely my vote for My bank account looks a, lot, looks a lot higher. My taxes looked a lot lower than uh, uh, when when, uh, when Trump was in office. Did I like all the crazy stuff he says? No. Yeah, I just wanted him to be presidential did, and run did, the country. Did I like the fact that we started no new wars? Yes. Yep. Uh, I like the fact that he's a dove. I, I don't like I don't like the fact that he is he has no backbone when it comes to domestic policy, especially when it comes to guns. Now, uh, his son Eric is is very pro Second Amendment, but but Trump growing up in Brooklyn is is very weak on the Second Amendment, and and Trumpers will will, will fight me tooth and nail on that. Right, but it's just true. It, I, I read his damn book. In his book, he says there should be a waiting period and, and stuff like that. I mean, it's he, well, uh, he or his ghostwriter wrote the damn book. Right. All right. So Tucker doesn't know when to shut the hell up. What an idiot. <laughs> I mean, what an idiot. Jeez. He's losing his mind. Yeah, this is coming off the interview. We talked about it last week. So Tucker went over to Russia, did an interview with Putin, which I thought, Went over okay. I mean, I didn't think it was. Putin was in charge of that, but but you also have to remember that you are in a foreign country that is known to lock up journalists. Right. How hard are you going to push back against Putin? But after that interview, and this is what really got him in hot water over this week, and I think I've seen just across the board condemnation of what Tucker did. He basically went into this following video praising uh, grocery stores in Russia and how cheap and fresh their groceries were. He said they were a lot cheaper than the United States. He said, I mean, it's just, it was like, it's almost like somebody was pointing a gun at them to do this. And I know they weren't, but I've never seen anything like it. Uh, it was like a PR tour of Russia. And, he was and sniffing, f- sniffing fresh bread. He bought all these groceries for his entire crew. And he's like, it, it comes out to $100. He's like, you don't realize this would be $400 in the United States. Yeah, people and in Russia make 10 times less than what we make over here also. Yeah, their their average income is somewhere between, estimates between ten and 15000 a year equivalent to, to us. And our average is about sixty. Yep. So... You, you t- plus, they went to the cleanest store. He went to. He said the subways are safe. Well, yeah, yeah. And I under mean, under Mussolini, the trains ran on time. Yeah, I just this is the craziest thing I've ever seen. It's 
It's not, though. Tucker doesn't realize that he was dealing with the KGB's top... Uh, uh, Do you think he got hoodwinked that bad? I mean... Yes. Yes. He, uh, he, uh, Putin is a propagandist. He knows what to I do. I think this is a career-ending move for Tucker. I, really, I don't know how he recovers from this. In media? Well, I don't... I don't know. I don't know how much money he's sitting on with with all his book deals. He's yeah, he's had got a ton of money. I think and, he made a lot of money is, also. Yeah, but he he also went to the store they told him to go to. Yep. Took the train they told him to take. Yeah, right. Uh, just like San Francisco. Speaking of communists, yeah, uh, San Francisco when they cleaned, cleaned up, up the, the street. Yeah. For for the Chinese to come over, <laughs> and as soon as the Chinese leave, okay, okay, homeless, you can come back, start crapping in the street again. Yes, right. Uh, and this is. Keep in mind, this is less than a month from the next quote-unquote presidential election that would uh, allow Putin to serve another six years. Yep. And Putin is not just, Putin is, is very unpopular in his country right now with the war in Ukraine. He's going to take this, he's going to put subtitles on it, and, and he's going to run it ad nauseum to, his, to the state-run television and, and, and well, I'm going to say the Soviet Union because that's what it is now again. He's going to say, even the Americans say how good things are here. Yep. Now, will it resonate with the with the Russian that that has thirty cents to go and, and feed his family for a week, and all he can afford is borscht? No, no, this is just. A I, I don't, I don't is, know. This was Does disgusting. It, what he did, it really was. It was it was a campaign ad for for uh, yeah. Putin, and I like, I like was, some of the stuff that Tucker does. But then, I mean, this is like wow. I mean, this well, is like unbelievable. I, 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 I'm tired of his little his little tuck, pucker tucker pucker face. Yep, yep. When, when people are talking, I, I I was tired of his shtick a while ago. Yeah, but it, yeah, this was this was a this was a very bad look. Yep, this very, is all very bad. And, and as we're talking about this, uh, as we record, we get the uh, get the news that Alexei Navalami has died in Russian custody. He died yep. in Siberia. Siberia. And this was Putin's chief political rival and opponent, who's been in jail. Guy was like 48, 49 years old. Now he's died in Rome, in Russian custody. So yeah, he yeah. was po- he was poisoned at one point. Yep, and and fl- they was flown to Germany. Poison in recovers. London. Yeah, he got poisoned when he was in London. So yeah, Putin had KGB agents like go poison him in another country. Yeah, yeah and and most likely, the, the, I think <clears throat> the the glowing theory is they used a uh, um, an umbrella. Uh, uh, Injector, where you just wow. walk up behind him, kind of, kind of stick him in the back. You don't even feel it. The needle's so small. Wow! But he he recovered, and and the guy's got had had a pair on him because he went back to Russia yep. to fight and, and argue, and and ended up catching a 19 year sentence. And when it starts getting close to the election, when people might want to talk to him, he goes out for a walk uh, uh, a Friday morning. Mm-hmm. Says he doesn't feel well. Died on his walk. into a coma. It is is dead almost immediately. Yep. So he went from taking a morning walk to To being dead. And he's a young guy. Not that old. Right. And and I know people languish in Siberian prisons for for decades and and do die of uh, malnutrition and exposure and and all that stuff. But that's not what happened here. He died within a matter of hours. Yeah, this is amazing. So no one's going to hear this because <laughs> Meta, formerly known as Facebook, is clamping down on political content. What that means, I have no idea. I know. I saw this story last week, and it kind of corresponded with 
uh, I've noticed this on my own. I've got a political page. And if I, yeah, I used to be able to put stuff on my political page and I would get interaction with people, right? There'd be people commenting or liking or looking at the photo. And I noticed other people online were saying this also that nothing they put, no political content they put on Facebook is getting many views anymore. And then I saw this story and it all makes sense now that basically meta is uh, clamping down on anything that's political in nature and they're not broadcasting that out and not amplifying it or letting your audience of you know, people that like your page or like your content see when you put something political online now. Uh, and, it, and it's it what they choose to, to be ban. as political, right? Yeah, they're shadow banning. Yep. Yeah, and, and, and you don't know. No, you have no idea it's not being you, seen. You, you you go out there and you put whatever. Uh, Joe Biden's lost his marbles. And six months ago, he'd have got 100 likes. Yep, you can and, still see it. And nothing and, now from other people, though. Yeah, you see three likes. And it, it may be your wife, uh, your buddy, and, and somebody like that. But it'll be people that are in your in your close friend circle, but it wouldn't get broadcast out to, to followers. Oh, and, and, look, and on the same day stuff. I saw this story, I put a picture of my son. He's volunteering with a campaign and up in North Carolina for a, a judge. And he was just holding a political sign for her. You know, he's just holding signs up at the poll, around the polling booths uh, and on the street corners and stuff. But I tagged her political page in it. And, I, th- you know, with a picture of my son, it got eight or nine likes maybe. That picture, if I didn't tag her, would typically get maybe a couple hundred likes. So they are saying that this Facebook post tagging a political candidate, we're not going to just broadcast it out to his audience and it gets no likes. And I told you earlier that when I ran for office the first time, I really used Facebook in a good way and I advertised on it and I got my message out. I was running against an incumbent and it helped me gain traction and name recognition when I was running for office. But what Meta's doing now is if they're clamping down on all this stuff, it's going to be a huge boost to incumbency because if challengers can't use Facebook anymore to get their message out and to and to resonate with people, then incumbents are just going to have a bigger advantage at the at the polling booth. Uh, so that's that's why I have a hard time with this. Is this is just clamping down all competition out there? It's a shame because it's it's such a good platform. It is. Uh, I actually like the Facebook platform better than I like X. Right. It, it's it, it's it is visually more appealing. It's easier to scroll through. I now what I don't like is now if if you go and you look at another page and go back to Facebook, it scrolls you all the way back up to the top, and, uh, and that that annoys me. I know you don't you don't you don't look at Facebook on your laptop. I I do. Yeah, I don't look at it on laptop. <clears throat> Every once if, in a while, but not much. Yeah, if 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 I happen to be somewhere and I'm waiting for, waiting for an appointment or something, I'll pull out my phone, scroll scroll Facebook. Yeah, but you know who, Yeah, I agree. But you know who the biggest viewers are i mean they call it almost you know the younger kids aren't using facebook as much anymore they're using instagram and tiktok and snapchat and all these so back to the political content the people that are looking at that content are not seeing it any longer are the 40 to 80 year old generation i mean my mom uses facebook all the time so from a political perspective you're really really hurting people that are trying to get their message out over facebook i think Meta's hurting itself because what's going to happen is people are going to migrate away from it. Is is 
yeah. you get an, an, endor- an endorphin rush when when you get likes. So if you say you Joe Biden's right. lost his marbles, yep, and you only get three likes, and you say uh, you say uh, Trump, whatever, and you get three likes, you don't you don't get the you don't get that 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 rush of endorphins uh, go going go into your brain. So you're gonna you're gonna be less and less addicted to Facebook. You're, you're just gonna spend less time on it because yeah. you just but don't I mean, care. I, I mean, hey, their stock is at an all-time high and their record earnings. I know. But I, I keep thinking as people are going to move away from Facebook, but so far it's it doesn't appear that way. It just it's uh, I don't know. We'll see. I, I just I, I I don't like Zuckerberg, but I do respect the billionaire. F you. It's my platform. I'll do what I want. And look, and this you know if they want to if they want to not amplify political posts, just make sure it's consistent, right? That we're not just. Uh, Amplifying Democrats' voice and Joe Biden, and you know, not amplifying anybody else. So, I think that's what we'll have to see comes out of this. Are they just? Well, they're, you know, they're going to have to decide what what is political. Yeah, right, right. Because politics is, is just life. And look, why is putting a sign of your son holding a why is putting a picture of your son holding a political sign? That's not necessarily political. That's just saying he's working for some candidate. Hey, I'm proud of my son for working for a political candidate. Right? That shouldn't get put into the the back drawer for nobody to look at. That's yeah. But I'm not being say, I'm not being controversial with that. I'm not saying this candidate supports abortion or supports life or blah 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 or gun control or supports the Second Amendment. I'm just saying he's working for his political candidate. Why is that taking a back seat to everything else? Yeah, but but what what other issues are they going to decide are political? Yes. If 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 uh, they're going to shadow ban moms demand action, exactly. Are they, are they going to, uh, yeah, is it political uh, to say bread is five dollars a loaf or eggs are five dollars a loaf? Is that political? Right. How about how about Mad Mothers Against Drunk Drivers? They are a political organization. Yeah, right. I mean that that's they they don't do anything besides push legislation. Yeah. They, you're not they're not out there stopping anything, and, uh, but they're out pushing legislation. So by nature, they are a political group. Are they going to get are they going to sh- get shadow banned? Who knows? I, 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 that, that's the thing. Is, is Meta is not saying. That's the problem. Is they're not putting out. They're imagine going and playing a game of football, having never played it before, yep. and they and they say, "All right, kick the ball," and they don't give you any of the rules. Then start throwing flags. Yeah, and I just want to open at the end of the day. If I don't like something somebody puts on Facebook, I can block that person. I can defriend them. I can say, "Don't show their content anymore." But what I want is the same. I want the opportunity to share the message to the people that. Follow me or are my friends uh, without Facebook getting in the middle and choosing what they're going to show and what they're not going to show. Like this is definitely a political story. Cold beer sales ban in Tennessee, <laughs> possibly. Yeah. How about this? So Bill's working his way through the Tennessee legislature, which could uh, stop businesses uh, from selling cold beer at their establishment. So basically what they're saying is, there's a lot of DUIs. Uh, there's been some fatal crashes. Legislature steps in and says, okay, beer store, we're going to prohibit you guys from selling cold beer anymore because they feel like people are buying cold beer, going out to their car, popping one on the way home or two or three or four, and then it's causing wrecks and uh, DUIs. Horse hockey. First of all, yes. What they're saying is, in these accidents, we find beer cans or liquor bottles or whatever, but 
you don't get a DUI from drinking two beers on the on the way home from the from the beer store. Right, That's not right. how it works. It's the it's the twelve you drank before you ran out and went to the beer store. So drinking six, realizing I'm going to want another 12, and then running to the beer store, getting it warm, coming back and sticking it in the fridge is not going to save anything. Plus, this does not apply to bars. So when University of Tennessee is losing to Florida next year, you can sit in a sports bar and get as hammered as you want. Right, right. But you can't, you can't, uh, you can't get in a get in an Uber and ask them to stop at the beer store and grab a grab a uh, uh, a couple cold ones on the way home to to after party. I doubt this thing passes. I can't imagine it because it sounds like the the lot the retail association the retail association is going to come out hard against this. But it, it was an interesting bill that I saw going through Tennessee. Well, yeah, of course, this is just like any other piece of legislation. There's somebody behind it. Whether it's yeah, Matt right. or, or or whoever it else, but but these the retail associations are not going to have this, just yep. not. It, it's it's crazy, it, and it only applies. Is it beer and wine? I haven't actually read the legislation. Yeah, I don't know if it applies to Boone's Farm or not. You know, you used to get that stuff when you're like 15. <laughs> it's like the oh, bottle Lord. of wine for three dollars. Like I was 12, thinking Pinot no. Grigio, and your and your redneck ass is talking about Boone's Farm. <laughs> Boone's Farm. <laughs> This is a man going to travel to France. It's like, excuse me. Yeah, I mean, can, 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 can we not get any more of this old wine? Can we get some fresh wine? Ah, that's funny. That's a line from The Jerk with Steve Martin. <laughs> Jeez. This is a good time to remind you that these are our opinions, not those of anyone, not on the show or any respective company for which we, we, we may work, own, or otherwise associate ourselves with on a regular or ir- irregular basis. Also, you can find other episodes and relevant stories over the georgiavirtue.com. All right, this one's mine. Hmm. Mule of the Week is the MS Society. Well deserved. So there was this very nice old woman, 90 years old, has been volunteering with, with, a, with, uh, with a group that, that I won't say reports to, but, but helps the MS Society. Mm-hmm. Multiple sclerosis. Yeah, she has done it for 60 years. 90 years old. She had done it 40 years with her husband before he passed. And uh-huh. then she took the lead role in this this little subgroup. And they were asking her for her pronouns. And an email signature. Yeah. And she didn't understand. Yeah, that's what she said, right? She's like, I don't understand what you mean by pronouns. She's 90 years old. First of all, even if I believed in prona- pronoun stuff... There's some stuff you let slide when you're 90. Yes. I think, you're going to say some inappropriate stuff when you're 90. Yeah. Stuff and, that was perfectly okay to say when, 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 you, were, when you were 40. Uh-huh. I don't know. But, this is crazy. that they, they asked her to step down because of an exchange she had where they asked her what her pronouns were. And she didn't know what they meant by that, which is totally understandable. I mean, how many 85-year-old women could you go up to today and say, what are your preferred pronouns? Most of them would look at you like you were bat, uh, you know, bleep crazy. Guano. Yes. Bat guano crazy. And I look at yeah. I, I look at people that have that on their email signatures, and I think they've got some serious issues too because this this preferred pronoun stuff is out of control. Just And it was worse two years ago. It's kind of calmed down now. But... Yeah, if you put preferred pronouns, I instantly, you, you got to step down on the ladder for me. 
yeah, I already don't like you. No, I don't like that. There, yeah. There's a couple things in business that I don't like. If if I'm in a meeting and you say, mm-hmm. how's everybody doing this morning? And they say, I can't hear you. I yeah. already don't like you. Exactly. If I get to the bottom of your email and it says he, him, she, or she her, her. Or they, them, Z, them. Yeah. And like, all right. No. First of all, I, 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 will not, I will not use them ever or they ever to refer to a singular person, nope. especially in writing because it, it, it makes it unreadable. But it, there's just some stuff you got to let slide with, 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 with older people. And the, the, the cruelest thing of all, besides the fact that she spent 60 years doing that, is this is, this is a sharp lady. I, I saw an interview with her. She's a sharp mm-hmm. lady. But this is, this is, when I say people have to have a reason to get up every morning, this is the reason she has to get up every I morning. I know, exactly. Is to get up and, 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 and work for something. Because her husband had MS. And and she she has a mission in life, and that and that's to raise money. And basically, they said you can't. It's you're okay to work on your own and donate to us, but you can't be associated with us. Yep. Like talking about my pronouns are F and U. Like, <laughs> yeah, you can you can give me money, but just don't. Put, you you just can't work for me. Right. So Senate passes the America Last Aid Package. <laughs> I probably shouldn't have put that name in here, but yeah. So the, you know, the whole talk last couple of weeks has been on. A border bill, passing a border bill, helps secure the border. President Biden says he somehow doesn't have the power to secure the border, which I'm still confused on that. But then the Senate last week passed a bill that included $60 billion in support to Ukraine, $14 billion in security for Israel, $9.2 billion in humanitarian assistance, and $4.8 billion to support regional partners in the Indo-Pacific region. Had no money for the border again, so we passed $100 billion-plus package that has no money for the border and it's all shipping U.S. money overseas again. And what was, you know, blew everybody's mind is the Speaker of the House, Mike Johnson, told reporters last Tuesday that they're not even going to take it up in the House. So this has been a, a big story all week about how the Senate passed this aid package for Ukraine and Israel and how the House is not going to take it up. I would say unbelievable, but I believe it. <laughs> And first of all, the House shouldn't take it up. No, they should. This is 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 it's perfectly within the Speaker's purview to say, "No, this is dead on arrival. You guys, you, you guys wasted your your time because we're not going to take this up." And this is where the leadership between both both houses of Congress need to get together before these packages come out and say, "What are we willing to work on?" Yep, and, and, and then. And then have a framework and kick it back between the two houses and, and, and work something out. But he's not even going to send it to committee. No, he's it's, not. It's, they're just too far apart. And this barely passed the Senate. There were, you know, every Democrat voted for it in the Senate. And then they had like 14 Republicans, I think, that voted for it. So it was the Mitt Romneys, the Corwins from Texas, those guys. And the Warhawk group, you know, voted for this bill. Um but the Ted Cruz's, Mike Lee's, Rand Paul, they all voted against us in the Senate. Well, Rand Paul would would vote against it, would vote against any any aid package, God bless him. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, look but at this. 60 you'd be able to billion? make some concessions if it said, okay, we're gonna include, I don't know, pick a number, thirty billion dollars to to build additional wall. Yeah, there was nothing but, in it for the United States. Not one dollar was in it for the wall or for securing a border. Like zero dollars. 
And what Biden wants money for on the border is to hire more border agents, not not to enforce it, to, to process. Yeah, he wants more people down there to process people coming in so we can get them uh, work permits quicker and get them into the country, qu- asylum claims quicker. That's what he's wanting. He's not wanting to stop anybody. <laughs> yeah, we need a few, few hundred more Chinese uh, tra- yes, interpreters. Yes, exactly. Uh, yeah, it's not. He doesn't want to secure the border. That's yeah. that's the biggest fallacy that he keeps pushing. Is I need legislation to secure the border. No, the hell no, you, you don't. don't. You no, already you don't. have. You already yes. have the funding for the wall. It's already there. You closed the purse. Congress already gave it to you. Yep. And you, and you took your little coin purse and zipped it closed and said, "Nope." Exactly. How how he can stand up there and say he needs Congress to do something. So he can secure the borders just beyond me. Well, I can give you two reasons. One, he's a liar. Two, he doesn't know what the hell he's saying. <laughs> that is true. So so if if you want to make the argument that he's competent, he's a liar. Or if you <laughs> want to make the argument he's incompetent. You know, he was still a liar before before he became incompetent. <laughs> right, right. I mean, just uh, we've said before that he's an idiot, but but this is this is I can't believe that that that, that 14 Hawks went for the uh, all they want to do is is feed feed Ukraine and, and feed Israel. Yeah, defense it, contractors. Look, I support I support Israel 100 percent for their right to defend themselves. I defend I I, I absolutely believe that Ukraine has 100 percent right to defend themselves. Do it with your own money. Yep. You know, it's at this point Israel's got has got Hamas on their heels. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let them let them finish the drill, do what they need to do. Uh, well, well, plus, what this aid is 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 taking munitions and sending it over there, and we only have so much manufacturing capacity for munitions. Yep. And all that does is 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 steal from from our own resources. So real quick, we have Russians in space. Yeah, this blew up last week. So last Wednesday, the chairman of the House Intelligence Committee. Mike Turner of Ohio uh, said he had the panel had information concerning a serious national security threat. <clears throat> this was the same day that the House, Mike Johnson said he wasn't going to take up this legislation. So it sort of comes with the the story we were just talking about, where the Mike Johnson, Speaker of the House, said we're not going to do anything with this aid package. And then Mike Johnson, who or Mike Tur- Michael Turner, who's a war hawk, said, "Hey, Russia, we got all this serious information about a national security threat concerning Russia." Uh, so there was a lot of spin going on with this story last week, but basically it sounds like the U.S. has new intelligence on Russian military capabilities relating to its efforts to deploy a nuclear anti-satellite system in place. So basically Russia's doing something in space with satellites. It's not there yet, but we've got this classified information on it. I think it's a lot bigger story than it. You know, I think the U.S. basically said we're monitoring Russia to see what they're doing. It's nothing they currently have capabilities for. And, Mike Turner's an idiot from Ohio that, you know, brought this up last week. Nobody wants that information out more than Putin. Yep. Look, I we're talking about Dr. Evil here. I know, we're gonna, right, we're right. going to shoot into space uh, and sharks with friggin' lasers on their heads. <laughs> this and, is some but, Dr. Evil type stuff here. But this is this is what the propagandist does is he will purposely find find leaks yep. and put misinformation disinformation out of those leaks. It's called counterintelligence, mm-hmm. and 
if you want to find out who's who's uh, in your circles not has, is is uh, leaking information, is you tell every one of them something different, and whatever comes back, <laughs> yes, right. that's your leaker. <laughs> yep. It's this is this is not you can do it in your personal life. It's done has done oh, espionage all the time. Yep. It is. It's a tried and tried and uh, true technique. And what they're saying is, we've got it from multiple sources that that they've got space guns. And that's what it was. It was space guns, basically that could zap the United States, take out power grids, all kind of stuff. They already can. They already have EMPs. It, you, you, now, would EMPs take out the military? No. Would Would it ruin life for you and me? Probably. Oh yeah, Google Maps would be done. <laughs> can can't find the airport. No, I don't think I can find anything <laughs> at this point. <laughs> kind of buddy who says, uh, "When smartphones go down, I'll be the uh, I, I, uh, I'll be the smartest man alive." Because <laughs> <laughs> he, he still uses a flip phone. That's funny. But yeah, we came out. The, the theories were uh, hypersonic missiles oh, be no. able to shoot shoot down uh, uh, satellites. Look, this is this has been the plot in so many movies. Have you ever seen Space Cowboys with uh, yes, Clint Eastwood? Right. <laughs> the, this, this giant Russian satellite that had a bunch of nukes in it was about to crash into Earth, and they had to save it, and, and all this stuff. This has been the plot in so many movies. It's just funny to me that, that is, is is what gets leaked out, oh, no. and and the the timing is is fortuitous for the Hawks. They say, look, 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 look. If we don't if we don't keep Russia occupied with Ukraine, they're going to shoot down our satellites with nukes. <laughs> oh goodness! Oh man, I, I I don't know. It's again nobody after we ought to just pack up the show and and, and uh, emailed over to uh, to, to Vlad. Yeah, because because nobody smile has a bigger smile on his face right now than Putin. Is is these stories keep coming out? His political enemy is dead. Uh, Tucker Car- Car- Carlson is over there. Uh, with his head so far up Putin's butt, oh, that's and then we've got members of Congress that are stroking his ego, saying that they they've got space guns. <laughs> so, Kenny, what have you got as your closing thought? Well, when the show drops, we'll be in Paris uh, doing something I've wanted to do for a long time, which is where we are going to take a one day out and ride to Normandy, and we are staying on Omaha Beach. So, I think that's going to be an amazing. Time. I, I've been wanting to do that trip forever, so I can't wait to see where D-Day was. And there's a very, uh, you know, in the beginning of Save It Private Ryan, when the uh, the veteran walks up on and sees the, you know, in the uh, the graveyard where all the troops are buried, I just can't imagine what that's going to be like uh, this week. So very much looking forward to that. Was it, was it President Eisenhower that was dealing with um... – Charles de Gaulle and Charles de Gaulle says, "I want every American off of French soil." He says, "Even the ones buried there." Mm. Yeah, I don't remember that. I, I, I can't remember which president if it was Truman or if wow, it was if, if it was Eisenhower. But but yeah, uh, de Gaulle was was being a, a bit of a, a pain and said, "I want every every American off French soil." And his response was, "Even the ones buried there." Jeez. This falls in under for you. Be careful on your trip back. <laughs> Maggots were falling in the cabin out of the out of the overhead oh during God. a Delta flight what from were they eating? A- Amsterdam to uh, to Detroit from AMS to DTW. So 
this guy looks over and he sees maggots falling on a passenger and they had just taken off. So they go to investigate. This guy hops up and starts cleaning it. They, they, the, the captain explains what happens. They turn the, turn the plane around. Turns out this SOB, and they don't name him. They don't show him. I, I don't know what culture this guy comes from because this is not Dutch, Dutch culture. Has a rotting fish wrapped in newspaper in his carry-on. Oh, that's disgusting. And, and maggots are, are, are falling out of this bag. I mean, maggots don't, don't, don't happen mid-flight. There aren't, I mean, you may have a fly that gets in the cabin, but you don't have, you don't have maggots hatching in flight. This thing must have been rotting for a while. I can't believe it didn't smell. Oh, God. He, uh, he makes it through security, which I've carried fish this security before, but mine are flash frozen and have ice packs around them. All right. But I, I don't know what this person was thinking. And they, so they, he, they get him off the flight. He, uh, from, from what pastors can see, he was not being detained or anything else. I, essentially, what, what it appears happened, and we have no reports to, to say one way or the other, is he was able to go clean his bag out and hop the next flight to Detroit. Now he never would have made it into the United States with it. They, they would have they, one of the one of the uh, uh, one of the little puppies would get them. The the beagles that go around sniffing for food <laughs> right. from the agriculture department w- would have popped them. I, I don't know. I don't know what the guy was thinking, where he thought he was going, what he was if he was just going to snack on rotting fish mid flight. Between between seeing maggots falling within five minutes of takeoff and someone mid mid Atlantic unwrapping rotting fish and start chowing down on it. I'll Ugh. take the maggots first, first, first yep. thing. At least they don't stink. They're just nasty. <laughs> so on that happy note, <laughs> yeah, enjoy your flight back. Big thanks to Eric Cumbie, our editor. Thank you, Ken, for, for playing Hurt. We'll talk to everybody next week. Catch me howling at the moon